Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. One, two, three. Hey, I'm still on and get this stuff with my dad. He's okay. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Well, either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and... Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. If you're hepe and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Well, that was extra lusty, senor. I'm on a lot of cold medicine. Yeah. Dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, under the tutelage of our general manager, uh, 
Um. Um. Uh, Kim Jong Un. Uh, Mike Pompeo. Doing a lot of groaning uh, over there. I don't know. Just. There's a lack of leadership, clearly. You know, the successful Trump presidency could be our general manager. <laughs> okay. And I've been among his strongest uh, detractors. <clears throat> but I read uh, somebody tweeted yesterday, and it was hard to argue. I, actually, it was Scott Adams, the Bilbert guy, said, uh, essentially, if the economy keeps going, we make peace with North Korea, and ISIS is defeated, Trump will be listed as a top five president. And I thought, you know what? You're probably right. So, today's the anniversary of Waco. Yep. Wh- which anniversary is it? 20-something. That means it's Hitler's birthday, yeah. right? Well, tomorrow is 420. Oh, right. Yeah. So, I always get these dates mixed up, but I know Waco, Hitler's birthday, Columbine, unfortunately. Uh, I'm not Timothy, a fan of Hitler. Timothy McVeigh are all in yeah, this. That right. did, yeah, that was on the anniversary of Waco, wasn't it, that he did that? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. So, all those things are in a couple-day period or something, and I don't, I don't know if that means anything to anyone. We're in that period. Batting down your hatches. And, of course, 420 is a you drug fiend's favorite what? day, which <clears throat> is Shocking. disgusting. And I hope there are roundups around the country. Mass arrests. Mass arrests. And deportations. Uh, even if you were born an American citizen. Hastily as them. You should be kicked out of the country for smoking. <laughs> Where we came from? from in, for Indiana. In, for injecting the marijuana. Yeah, 20, Hastily assembled the chain link fence prison camps. Yeah, 25th anniversary of yeah. uh, the uh, Waco event. So it's a big one. You know, yeah. I uh, got to admit, I don't know that much about the Waco event. I was the French not, Davidians well, and all the rest? That's about yeah. it. That's about as far as I can go. Yeah. David Koresh, but. The ins and outs of the politics. I should watch a good documentary on that or something, because I know it, it riles up a lot of people. It's riled up some people to be murderous. That doesn't mean anything. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things that each side is uh, oversimplifying the description. It was a hairy situation. Complicated. Maybe we should Probably talk- mishandled hey, on is, some level. Is, should we talk about that, or is there any guest available? Uh, the, somebody's probably written a column on the 25th anniversary. What was Waco? What happened? For I the younger crowd? seeking that, that, that out. That'd be good. Yeah, if, if only. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you, Michael? I'm doing great. Hey, Jack, if you look over near you, you're going to see a new toy for your sons, actually. There's a yeah. wooden yeah, I truck. Talk, yeah, yeah. Okay. I talked to dude yesterday about that. Oh, good. But the point, uh, the reason I'm bringing it up is um, it's pure wood. It's very sturdy. and just reminds cool. me, that's how toys used to be made. Well, this, I think, is handmade, this yeah. particular one. Yeah. It's spectacular. Yes, it it's a handmade yeah. Like semi-trailer truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wood. Yeah. My six-year-old will love that. <clears throat> no, I, the point is no plastic or Chinese made. It's an all-American. That's right. Solid toy, just like I, you know, like we used to play with. You got a grandma commie in that truck. You can get some of the uh, heavy-duty metal can't-break-em toys still, but they're crazy expensive. Yeah. Now, maybe adjusted for inflation, they aren't. I don't know. We have, uh, this is my complaint, my regular complaint. We have an expectation for things to be so freaking cheap, and that's why they're so crappy. Mm, they're just right? worthless. Cheap, crappy America. That'll be the title of your DJ book. <laughs> God, my mom. I'm sorry, talk um, show host book. I just said my mom when I met my wife. No, oh, oh, Dr. Freud, oh, Dr. Freud, Dr. Freud, calling Dr. Freud. Again. I do it all the time. Oh, what does that mean? Oh. I really need to ask a therapist about that. But anyway, my wife bought some tools. She wanted her own little set of tools. Yes. Because the kids are always taking mine and... 
losing them, and she wanted her own if she needed a screwdriver. She bought some cheap tools on Amazon. I actually used one yesterday, screwdriver. I'm going to put a new battery in her truck. Her battery is dead, so I put a new battery in her truck. Using the screwdriver, and the handle just twisted right off of the the metal part of the screwdriver. Wow. I mean, it's just just crap. Wow. It's just... It's crap. It's useless crap. China. See, so, yes, you got cheap tools, but they're worthless. Right. And I don't know how many toys I've bought the kids that are just, they're, they're, they, 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 they fall apart as you take them out of the box. We're not yes. looking for low price, honey. We're looking for high value. That's yeah. what you have to say. Yes, this is an $8 drone, but it doesn't work. It can't <laughs> right. do anything, so in effect, it's nothing. <laughs> and I just, I, I wish we would all get over that. Washing machines that cost 100 bucks and last a week. I, what's the point? you anyway. got to explain that to your wife or your mom or you know, your, <laughs> your sister or the little girl down the street oh, or you know, whatever's going on. Wow. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, and I've been paying very close attention to the various uh, scooter share, scooter rental programs that have been popping up in various uh, large cities across the U.S., and I I caught note of this uh, news nugget yesterday. Three companies, that's the number of companies that San Francisco has ordered, uh, scooter rental companies specifically, has been ordered to stop operating Unless they can ensure that users are obeying the state laws and not terrorizing other citizens with their scooters. How are you going to do that? I how don't know. How are you going to do that? <laughs> we aren't, is how. Oh, and I don't, I, I'm surprised they've already ignored or gotten around the liability of it. I, I would think the first time somebody gets on a... San Francisco's got them laying all over the place. We're, we've gotten right. texts from people. Right. right. They started the big program, I think $300 million startup, and there's scooters all over, and you, you walk out the front of your, your apartment place, and there's scooters laying everywhere. Great. Um, but I would think the first time somebody gets on, <laughs> on one... the feces, I guess. <laughs> I would think the first time someone gets on one, goes off a curb, breaks their ankle, and says... I didn't know how to ride a scooter. It's harder than I thought or but whatever. Have instructions and warnings. Then there's a lawsuit and it's over. Rode it what... into the bay. Yet <laughs> another progressive scheme runs up against reality. Hmm. Hey, go go feed your unicorn. I heard it whinnying. Well, I don't want it to die because of liability concerns. I'm just surprised that it hasn't. Right. That's oh, the, it will. I don't want it to die for that. It reason. will. Um, I actually kind of like the idea. Sure, I do too. But I, as a man who can think, understand it can't work. Yeah, yeah. No, the idea, if we were all, I, I actually think you could pull it off in small towns, um, just to have bicycles everywhere, and you'd hop on it and ride it to wherever you are, and you lay it down, the next person that comes out gets on it and rides it wherever they're going. The I town bike. Work. Yeah. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I, uh, <coughs> boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was not oh, good. That did not start off well at all. No, that's uh, <laughs> you. Uh, I uh, I uh, am doing kind of drowny this morning, I guess. Now, neighbors got some chickens the other day. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you. Urban chickens. Urban chickens that did not last long. Lasted maybe two days. The association watch crew showed up. And told him you got to get rid of the chickens immediately. Now, I just want to make it clear. I was not one of those who complained. I grew up mm-hmm. in Fontana, California, and a lot of my neighbors back in the day raised chickens. And I got to tell you, there's nothing more delightful than the clucking and the crowing around your house. Sure. The old so, clucking crow. But boy, I tell you, in this modern day. Did they have day, a rooster? Because chickens don't really make much noise. You wouldn't even know there were chickens next door. No, they're out there. They're out there. You get enough chickens, you can hear them. And they did have a rooster, and the rooster would crow in the morning. A rooster you will hear, yes. Yeah, and it was great. It was great. 
But in this modern day and age, boy, if you live in one of these, uh, you know, gated communities, these associated communities, oh, yeah. you can't, there's it's not right much there you can do. Two, 375 pages of the CCNRs, Marshall. You right. never should have read them. <laughs> I, think, I think I told you guys when I tried to put up a line outside uh, in my backyard to dry clothes, uh, no, clothesline, uh, they came that. around in two days and made wow. me take it down. How'd you like to be the sort of person that enjoys the signing up for that squad and going around and making sure everybody doesn't uh, think outside the box at all? I become H- crooked immediately. HOA Nazis. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd be on oh, yeah. the take. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 20 yeah. bucks and I won't say a thing. There are people who are designed to have that job. I am not one of them. I, but I know I, the the... The, it, I almost mentioned their name. It's not her fault. Somebody would look up her on Facebook and blast her. I won't say. But I remember. I still remember her name, who would sit down at the end of the row in, like, fourth grade and say, Jack didn't put his name on his paper. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, she's the person oh, that grows up and yeah. wants to enforce the oh, HOAs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You've got the wrong color mailbox. I just wanted to let you know. Why don't you F off? <laughs> the same thing I thought in fourth grade. Wow. <laughs> what do you care if I put my name on my paper? Oh, boy. So anyway, uh, goodbye, precious freedom. from Tucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Fawn Tucky, them's fighting words. All right. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, April 19th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. All right, here's the official beginning of the show, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. My wife and I have a friend named Siri, Siri Pinter. She just wrote a new cookbook. She sent it to us, and last night I opened the package, and I said to my wife, Hey, Siri sent us the new cookbook. All of a sudden my phone goes, I found something on the web about <laughs> new cookbook. Check it out. And it happens to be... Every single night. The- you cannot name your kid Siri, could you? Or Alexa. Not anymore. You cannot name a kid Alexa or Siri. Right. Not if you have those infernal contraptions in your in your home. I'm just trying to talk in a way Marshall can understand from <laughs> Montana. Your home would be a nightmare if you named one of your children either one of those names. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Have you hitch up my pants, and I'll tell you. <laughs> President Trump says he's going to know when to fold them if North Korea talks aren't paying off. You got the FAA orders industry-wide inspection of jet engines. And beware, your kitchen cabinets could be making you and your family very, very sick. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Kenny. Awesome. How does mail bag look? Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Let me swear, remind myself. Of the, uh... See, oh. he said it was fine with no memory of whether or not it was actually fine. Well, I have a vibe. I have a feeling a about vibe. it. I just don't remember why. We owe San Jose an apology. San Jose, California. Man Jose? I am so sorry for what we didn't say about San Jose. Stay with us. Okay. Plus, our despotism-loving quotes of the day and freedom-loving quote of the day, our Latin quote of the day, become quite a tradition. <laughs> a tradition unlike any other. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get into Waco on the 25-year anniversary, because there's a lot of people still worked up about that, and there are various militias and groups that form around that idea and that sort of thing. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. She had a cult leader. A bunch of cult followers in a compound. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Why did the federal government go in? Was he abusing uh, people? Alleged child abuse and weapons. Oh, they had he a had bunch of weapons. weapons. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, one of the points of controversy was that he jogged through the town every day, I think. And they could have just swooped in and snatched him. But, instead but Janet they, Reno set a tank in. And then the place caught on fire and everybody died? Lots and, yeah, lots and lots of people died, yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk more about that later. It's the anniversary of Waco, which was uh, boy, an interesting uh, situation. And then so a lot of idiots have committed horrible crimes in the name of that over the years since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anti-government type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mailbag. It's heavy stuff, no doubt. Oops, that's out of order. Sorry. Let's start with our freedom-loving quote of the day. From TJ himself, Tom Jefferson. In matters of style, swim with the current. In matters of principle, stand like a rock. It's a good one. It's good thinking. It's good thinking. Although, I don't know. You know I got enough jeans. I don't care if, like, stonewashed and torn up, come back in from middle-aged men. I'm not buying no more jeans. Well, and then the other one's got its exceptions. Are you saying that's true for gay marriage and smoking marijuana, for instance? <clears throat> Don't go with the popular trend, man. Stick with your principle. Or not. Stand like a rock. Or do you decide, you know what, I was wrong. Or, now that I think about it, what difference does it make? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't change because you change. Don't change because the fashion has changed. <clears throat> Our Latin-loving quote of the day is very, very similar. Sent along by Ben the Libertarian. Etiam si omnis ego non. Even if all others, not I. Hmm. There you go. Jack, who's in favor of shifting principles. Good to know the, the Latin had hipsters, too. Changing ideas. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Changing ideas like some people change underpants. Shocking. Here's your despotism quoting. I'm sorry, despotism loving quote of the day to draw a contrast for you. It's Jeremy in Eagle, Idaho's helpfully compiling this, although I've seen uh, other people are getting in on it. We've got a great Mao Zedong clip uh, or quote, rather, for tomorrow. Today's quote comes from the Italian fascist, uh, member of the Axis Alliance, the WW2, Benito Mussolini. The press of Italy is free, freer than the press of any other country, so long as it supports the regime. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> he, did he understand how I... Did, was that on purpose? Was he trying to be funny? Mm. Hard to say. You never know with Italians. They're not a funny people. Except that one guy in the the, uh, the Holocaust movie. He was hilarious. He was a skinny fella. Jumped around on the seats at the Oscars. Funny fella. Benito. Something or other. Something. Mussolini. <clears throat> Come on, Joe, writes Doc. Last Tuesday, a faithful listener called in, suggests you guys get a real-time chat room, and you didn't immediately react with, but we have one, my good sir. Is it because we have eliminated the, the drama of years past that you've all forgotten about the Axow, a charming subculture of weirdos, as you baptized us. That's true. There is an Armstrong and Getty chat room. Uh, is I anybody you in don't... it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are people yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. I realize you don't get the instant feedback since Positive Sean moved in the studio, and for some reason that your highly trained technical staff can't seem to figure it out, you're incapable of joining us, but please don't let the final ember of, of what used to be a blazing inferno of opinions die out. KDDC, keep dissing that chat room. A blazing inferno of opinions. Huh, it's a bit I of an overstatement, but I, it exists. I wouldn't know how to find the chat room. Probably Google Armstrong and Getty chat room? That's oh. where I would start. Yeah. I wouldn't Google anything, however. I would go to startpage.com. Gotcha. Doesn't track you. I found that tweet by Scott Adams I was talking about. 
If North Korea denuclearizes during Trump's first term, while the U.S. economy expands as quickly as ISIS shrinks, historians will see Trump as a top five president, even if you don't like him. Uh, I saw another tweet from some dude. I actually retweeted it. It said, uh, roughly, it grinds my gears that someone this obnoxious or hard to take or grating is turning out to be a really good president, but I'll take the results. The first one is the biggest if, and I'm, you know, the more I think... the nuke thing? Yeah, the the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking, clearly... The most likely outcome, by far, maybe like 90 to 10, is he just learned from his dad that this is what you do, and he gets another year or two of uh, working on their missile. Yeah, it's 20 years gone by. It's time for a big, climactic, high-profile summit where hands are clasped and smiles are smiled and uh, announcements are made of historic agreements. And it takes a year to work out the details, and then you cheat on the details when they're finally worked out a year later. All that time, right? scientists are in buildings working on miniaturizing their uh, their nukes. Yeah, you design your program around the inspections regime you've just uh, approved, and, and right. on you the, go. That's, that's the most likely result. That's no fault of Trump, by the way. I mean, what else are you going to do? Uh, on yesterday's show, guys, you talked about devices listening in on our conversations. I wanted to forward this meme I saw. That's uh, from Tim. Uh, it's people in the 60s. I better not say that or the government will wiretap my house. People today. Hey, wiretap. Do you have a recipe for pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, Brian. <clears throat> In Oakland Hills, California, it says, uh, Jack asked us to send in our rope climbing and gym class stories. Here's mine. I did, in fact, fall to my death. <laughs> the cafeteria lady happened to be in the gym at the time. She certified me officially dead, then began mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, bringing me back to life. Since that day, my taste in women has been, let's say, oddly exotic, and I cannot get enough rectangular cheese pizza, tater tots, and tartar sauce. Thank you for letting me finally tell my story. That's great. You know, I have reason to believe that tale is apocryphal. Uh, Let's see. Oh, man, the outpouring of uh, emails about crappy, crappy San Francisco, and I didn't even get to our apology for San Jose. Okay. Um. We'll, uh, we'll sprinkle in some more of your correspondence throughout the show. They've changed the rules in the U.S. Senate that now allows babies. What? Babies now allowed on the floor of the U.S. Senate. What? He is like a little baby. Horribly. No, he, Mr. President, that is an actual infinite. Infinite, sir. Infinite. hip-hop's huge in Germany. I didn't know that. And they had their equivalent of the Grammys, the German Grammys, and the... Oh, yeah, we love the rap. Yeah, that's good. The hip-hop duo that won Best uh, best Album for the year. Everybody got crazy because apparently some of their songs, in theory, are anti-Jew. Uh-oh. And Bit so, of a history of that in Germany, Jack. And uh, I don't Nazi know. I've read Germany. the lyrics. I don't... It's insensitive. I don't know if I'd, you know, go that far. But anyway, we'll talk about that later, play you some of the music. A bunch of the artists, I think all of the artists, either didn't take their awards or gave their awards back when these uh, when these guys won the award as a protest. Wow, crazy they won. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, wrapping up his two-day summit with Japan's Prime Minister, President Trump says he's looking forward to meeting in the coming weeks with North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un to talk about denuclearization. We've never been in a position like this 
with that regime, whether it's father, grandfather, or son. And uh, I hope to have a very successful meeting. If we don't think it's going to be successful, Mark, we won't have it. We won't have it. Uh, if I think that it's a meeting that is not going to be fruitful, we're not going to go. If the meeting when I'm there is not fruitful, I will respectfully leave the meeting and we'll continue what we're doing or whatever it is that we'll continue. <laughs> two, th- two things on that, my yes. comments would be. Uh, one, the reason we've never been in this position before is because the North Koreans have never believed before that the United States would actually attack. And I think they believe we would actually attack with Trump because I believe we would actually attack with Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that makes a huge difference in your bargaining position. The other part, I don't know why it's so newsmaking. Uh, him saying that if nothing's coming of it, uh, he walks away. Why is that newsmaking? Did you did you believe the reverse? I'm going to show up no matter what they say beforehand, and then once I get there, if they refuse to uh, meet any of our uh, demands, I will go ahead and sign it anyway. I mean, or if we show up and they say we want to talk about the rules of baseball, I guess that's what we'll do. Yeah, they're damning Trump with fake praise or faint praise, as they say. That's what they're wearing out on Morning Joseph. Well, at least this is a relief. Mike Pompeo is gone, and they have set preconditions for the talks, and they are doing the preparatory work. So they seem surprised that they're doing what's fairly obvious. Some of the uh, Democrats have been criticizing the meeting, saying, well, knowing Trump, he may just give away the store. Oh, shut he, up. He just shut may up. Go shut up. up. I don't up. even want to hear that crap. Uh, that's what they're saying. That is what they're saying, Marshall. Yep. I'm standing with you. There you go. It's just, uh, I'm so tired of that. I tell you what, I flipped on the morning, Jose, this morning. Right. And it was the uh, hair on fire thing over the Playboy Bunny girl and We're her gonna talk settlement. About that. Right. we got to talk right. about that. And then somebody was setting the groundwork for making it easier to fire Rod Rosenstein full-on brink-of-nuclear-war tone. And I'm just like, oh, God, please. Can everybody just chill out? Federal Aviation Administration says in the next couple of weeks it's going to issue a directive to require ultrasound inspections of fan blades, like the one that snapped off that Southwest Airlines plane on Tuesday. That's the one where the passenger who was partially blown out of a window was killed. Retired Marine Colonel Steve Ganyard telling ABC News. They're so fine, so thin, you can't really see them. So you have to get in with an ultrasound, really the same sort of technology that you look at a baby in utero utero with. And you have to get back in there and do this inspection because you can't see it with your eye. But those cracks are causing these blades to break off and cause these mishaps. So here's my question. Was yes. th- were the inspections a, sh- a, a, a sham all along then? Or that you need an ultrasound to actually see them? So were they just pretending to go? Were they going through the motions? I think it was just the standard once-over that they did in yeah. the plane where they make sure everything's tight. Ah, it looks okay to me. you got two wings, two, uh, two wheels. There you go. Looks like all the parts are in there, says the guy shining his flashlight in the engine. You know, the company had urged uh, airlines to check yes. those engines. yes. But there's no requirement that they do, and it's not clear that whether Southwest was complying or how quickly or, or what have you. Yeah, the company recommended the double check of the engines a year ago, mm. a year ago, and everybody's kind of you know ignored it, didn't uh, didn't follow up on it. Interesting. Senate unanimously approving a rare rules change last night to allow the babies of senators onto the Senate floor until they're a year old. That change made after Senator Tammy Duckworth became the first senator to ever give birth in office earlier this month. 
she had been pushing for the rules change during her pregnancy because of the nature of the Senate's voting, which can happen at unpredictable times of the day and night and requires senators to be present to vote in person. You wouldn't have this problem if you just had men senators. Right. You know, the, my, my favorite line from the story, as I heard the story presented yes. earlier, was that present Senate rules forbid leaving her child with a staffer to yes. vote. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? What the hell? What kind of rule is really? that? Yeah, conflict of interest rules would prevent a federal employee from watching the child. That's why they can't just say, will you hold the baby for now? All right. Can we do something about that, please? Wow. In between the uh, pushes for this change, she was breathing in short, su- successive, powerful breaths. Huh? A little Lamaze joke. No, huh? no, no, no. Damn it. Turns out, my my friends, your kitchen cabinets could be making you and your family very, very sick. There is oh, a new study. There we go. New study in the <laughs> journal Environmental Science and Technology. Cabinetry and woodworking. Now, I'll tell you this, <laughs> yes. Jack. We are, uh, both of us, well, of the school that thinks there may well be an environmental cause all around us of a lot of the crazy stuff going on. Oh, sure. A lot of the health problems, the I don't child just health think problems, it. I neurological it. problems. I guarantee it. Marshall may have the answer here. Okay. We're going to ask you to stop scoffing. Researchers finding kitchen cabinets are an indoor source of airborne PCBs, which have been linked to a number of health problems and are considered a carcinogen. It's thought that may chemicals... May cause cancer in California. It's thought the chemicals are the result of the breakdown of a sealant used in modern kitchen cabinetry. And as it breaks down, it puts the carcinogens yeah, out this, into the air. This is a good story, Marshall. I apologize for my uh, <coughs> scoffing earlier. Yes. See, this is the way a gentleman behaves. Yes. The young people listening, listen to Jack. He's an honorable man. Jack, it, you were saying? It is something like this, or plastic bottles, or cell phones, right. or who knows what, that is causing all kinds of problems from autism to who knows what. You know, I think. I had a weird moment uh, yesterday. I was uh, quaffing my do, or doing my quaff. I don't know. And uh, I, I use uh, I use this uh, I use some product in my hair to keep it out of my face, uh-huh. and uh, I was rinsing it off my hands, thinking, you know, where's that going? All the chemicals from all the hair care products in the world. I realize they're engineered not to have you know the the triple heinous stuff of the sixties, right? That you know was poisoning everybody and causing birth defects and the rest of it. But there are quite a few chemicals in that. Where where is that? Go- what is being done with that? What happens to the? How are we taking that in? How many hair care products do I ingest every day through you know the, the water and then right. and then the air and the rest of it? We the the amount of chemicals employed in day to day life versus just two hundred years ago, mm-hmm. which you know in terms of geography and, and earth sciences, it's less than a blink of an eye. Um, it's just, it's, uh, well, it's exploded. And it's, it's just, it can't be good for us. There you so go. So I'm calling for all natural hairdos from here on out. Right. Now, I don't know what I'm calling for, but it's got to have an effect. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Squeeze the bird. Oh, that's the sound of freedom. Awesome. Got a couple of big Netflix stories for you. We got that German rap duo. We could tell you that story. Uh, anniversary of Waco, we're going to nail down somebody who can revisit that story. Maybe you're old enough to remember. Maybe it's um, something you've heard about, but you don't know what it is. We should talk about that on the 20-year anniversary. Is anniversary the right word for bad things that happen? Yes. That always sounds weird to me. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's correct. 
I don't know why the idea of German hip-hop sounds ridiculous to me. There's no reason for it to be ridiculous. Why would German hip-hop be ridiculous compared to American hip-hop? You know, I have some of their controversial lines right in front of me. Oh, you do? It translated to English, obviously. I gotta find a hoe gonna get in my pants, and when I get around to it, I'm invading France. That's one of their lines. Hmm. It's not actually one of their lines. Harkening back to hit on that hard to believe. Uh, Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. So there you go, that's the most popular hip-hop album of the year in Germany from a couple of rappers named Fareed Bang Bang and Koliga. I don't like it any more than I like a lot of American hip-hop. They won the Echo Award, which is the German equivalent of the Grammys for the best hip-hop album, and it has caused quite the uproar. In Germany's hugely popular hip-hop music scene, which, who knew? Of course they do, but for some reason that surprised me. Uh, one of the biggest albums of the past year was from two trash-talking rappers who rhymed about their prowess in bed. No way. Rappers bragging about the sex that they're having. Hmm. So, that was that invented? In, that was invented in America, right? And then so, from people yeah. who want to do hip-hop around the world, you just catch on that... It's cultural appropriation part from of, us. Part of what you got to do is... By us, I mean black people from Compton. <laughs> so they rhymed about their prowess in bed and in the weight room and about violently dominating their opponents. The album racked up sales, but it has also attracted a different sort of attention. In one song, the pair boast about how their bodies are more defined than Auschwitz prisoners. Sink, let that sink in as a lyric. And in, well, go ahead, sir. And in another, they vowed to make another Holocaust show up with a Molotov. Now, that's the extent of the lyrics that they uh, give you an example of the New York Times that are supposedly, uh, you know, uh, clear anti-Semitism and and attracting a certain uh, group of people. I don't know. Uh, The lead singer in the country's preeminent punk rock band objected to the award uh, going to the uh, duo. In principle, I consider provocation a good time, a good thing. Well, I hope so, as you were a punk rocker. Mm -hmm. you You would hope that. But we need to differentiate between art as a stylistic device or a form of provocation that only serves to destroy and ostracize others. That's a problem when you start getting into uh, judging art that way, though. Who you're uh, provoking. Yeah. Yeah. And who who draws a line as to what? That's too far now. I'm sure there are a lot of people who would draw the line uh, as too far on on his punk music. Posting on Twitter in German, the foreign minister wrote, anti-Semitic provocations do not deserve awards. They are simply disgusting. Most of the award winners either refused to accept their award that night or gave back the award they won earlier in the evening because this duo uh, won the award. Well, and they're not the only example of anti-Semitism in German rap either. Um, but I don't want to steal your thunder if you're working up toward I'm not working the big toward reveal. anything. The big reveal is these guys are all Muslims. Nominations are based on, by the way, their Grammys are stupider than ours, I think. Nominations are based on popularity and rankings on music charts, not artistic quality. So it's not a group of people who listened to the music and decided this was the best. Mm-hmm. It was because this is so freaking popular right? that they won the award. Yeah. Most troubling, many believe, is what it says about the rise in anti-Semitism among young people and the millions of impressionable rap fans who are generations removed from the horrors of Nazi rule. 
I thought this was really interesting. Germany's attempts to atone for the evils of the past while confronting the troubles of the present is its never-ending preoccupation. Yesterday, in response to a video showing a man in Berlin wearing a Jewish sculpt cap being attacked by a group of young men speaking Arabic, Chancellor Angela Merkel vowed to commit her government to fighting anti-Semitism relentlessly and with resolve. Well, that's a completely different problem. Right. That's a completely different problem. So this whole article is written for the first, well, two printed pages. And you're starting to think, wow, young Germans are starting to go back toward or might be the it must be the uh, neo-Nazis, the right wingers or or they're not neo-Nazis or anything like that. But they've just uh, they've just lost touch with their their own nations. No, it's 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 a whole new crowd of people that have come in. You don't have problems with young German born men who are uh, going this direction if if your if, if your main point is a guy in Berlin was attacked by arabic speaking men right that's a different problem well one of the guys in the award winning duo was born german and he convert he converted well he's still german he converted to islam but <clears throat> it's an islamic hip hop scene it's virulently anti-semitic in a country that's seen well extra sensitive to it and their whole immigrant thing their migrant thing has caused a huge surge in anti-semitism which it has all across northern europe and there's almost no coverage of it in the u.s but it's become an enormous problem everybody's that and the the rate of rapes and the rest of it in northern europe it's a crisis it's a huge crisis so i can't the new york times as you point out buries it several pages into the article the true nature of it See, I can't figure out if these lyrics are, if this, well, here, I'll read this for you. The, eje- the objectionable ly- lyrics in the winning album titled Young, Brutal, and Good Looking do not explicitly <laughs> deny the mass slaughter of some six million Jews by the Nazis, nor do they specifically incite hatreds of Jews, both of which would have been illegal under Germany's strict laws banning Holocaust denial. It's against the law, Correct. which I find very weird. But, um... What I can't figure out is, are they making too big a deal out of these lyrics that just reference Auschwitz? Or are these guys going as far as they can legally to wink and nod to the anti-Semites out there in the audience? Is that what they're doing? Because those lyrics, if those are the worst lyrics they can come up with, I mean, they're incredibly poor taste, obviously. Yeah. To say more defined than an Auschwitz prisoner, but that doesn't mean you're for murdering Jews or anything. Right. It's incredibly distasteful, but so is a lot of rap. So is a lot of art. It's intended to be provocative. Plus, they're young men who, if you've ever known a young man, you know uh, that they, we, back in the day, have a tendency to sometimes uh, be intentionally obnoxious. So I don't I don't know. Germany is just it's a special case though. It's a special case. I mean, if you for instance were convicted a couple of times of terrible brutality against your wife, say. You would have no latitude for violence against women jokes. You none. You wouldn't allow them in your house, you'd never utter them, you know, you you went through the the counseling, the training, you gave up the drugs, whatever, you're reformed now. But the mere mention of what you did makes you want to vomit. That's Germany. And so, yeah, they're crazy sensitive about that stuff. I mean, you slaughter millions and millions of people. Yeah, you don't you don't get to have a sense of humor about it. I'm trying to think of the American equivalent. So our greatest sin, of course, is slavery. So if you put out a, an album, it probably wouldn't be a hip-hop or rap album. But if you put out an album... Um, making jokes related to slavery. Well, the same sort of joke. I'm as fit as a slave. Yeah. Um, 
you know, time helps. We don't have any laws against any of that sort of thing. No. You wouldn't win a Grammy. No. You might well be drummed out of the industry. Yeah. So, listen, this is a classic A&G example of both are true. Germany has, and Europe has a terrible problem with immigration from Africa and, uh, and the Middle East. Terrible sociological problems. And it's entirely possible these guys are just trying to be provocative. Right. Yeah. Um... And it makes the young people feel dangerous by listening to it. Yep. Uh, text line 415-295-KFTC for a comment on the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together, we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.